I hope it holds on a little longer. Don't become a pumpkin yet, Montreal. <laughs> That's not a hot take. That's just a fact. Man, Tampa Bay needs to cool it with the titles to start the 2020s. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. Today we are coming at you recorded, as we always do, I guess. We we haven't done a live show. From a hot day in August. I know it's pretty sweltering here. How are you doing over there, Jared? Uh, The dog days are here. Uh, They've been here for like a month, actually. But I'm doing good. I'm a little toasty, but that's all right. It's August. It's to be expected, I guess. So, Yeah, you you gotta feel a little bit of pity for those... You know, those football players that are starting practice right now, um, you know, and we're not just talking, you know, the guys that are getting paid millions of dollars to play this game, but we're talking like high schoolers and college teams are grabbing up their own practice. The guy that the guys that play the game for the love of the game. Yeah, it's uh, it's rearing up everywhere. You guys are probably getting ready to start before too long over there, aren't you, coach? Couple couple weeks, couple weeks out. You better work them hard that first week. Get them ready. Oh, yeah. Set that a tone. First week is pure conditioning. Good. Good. I expect another undefeated season this year. All right. Well, we'll do our best. Do it for the expansion buddies, if nothing else. <laughs> uh, yeah, football getting going everywhere. It's going to be delayed, unfortunately, for a certain somebody in Indianapolis, though. A certain injury-prone somebody. Uh, Carson Wentz is expected to be out five to 12 weeks after undergoing surgery on a foot injury he suffered. So I, after seeing that and the new news that has come out the past couple of days, I think Indianapolis has got a curse because not only is Carson Wentz needing foot surgery, Frank Wright head coach needs foot surgery. And just today, Quentin Nelson was wearing a boot on his foot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear that Reich needed it. I heard that I thought I heard that Nelson needed it too, though. Um, but, last I heard was they were thinking it was precautionary. They don't know if he needs surgery yet. Gotcha. Uh, if, either way, something's in the water over there in Indianapolis that's hurting feet, and it's <laughs> it's uh it could derail what could have been a really good Colts season before it even gets going. I mean. You and I have already talked about how we think the Colts, I mean, I think they have the best offensive line in the whole league. Um, Yeah, I think, I think they do too. They have built um, a wall that's, oh gosh, is it KTO? There's a football YouTuber that made a really great uh, YouTube video a couple of years back and said the Colts are building a wall and making the NFL pay for it. It was really funny. Um, a lot of it's still true, although at that time they still had uh, Andrew Luck at quarterback, but a lot of it still holds true. But, yeah, they have a dang good offense. Yeah, and, I mean, we've ranted and raved about Quentin Nelson a lot on the show and what he brings to that offensive line. Uh, you know, hopefully he's not out long because if he is, that's not good news for whoever's going to be taking snaps back there. Uh, but it, like I said, it sounds like it won't be Wentz for at least a month or two. And that kind of begs the question for me, uh, what do the Colts do now at quarterback? Uh, because I, 
I th- I think they need to make a play and get somebody. I agree. Because and their I their backup guy, no disrespect, never taking an NFL snap, not exactly the guy. Although, um, John Elway over in Denver must be drooling because the dude's tall. <laughs> he's, he's like six man. foot two. How is he not already on the Broncos then? If he's tall, I know. My goodness. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think they need to go get Gardner Minshew. I'm just going to say it. I think you got to reach out to the Jags because clearly Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy over there. Um, and Minshew obviously wants to be a starter. Uh, Mm -hmm. you look up his quote from a couple weeks ago about what it means. Number two is not an option. It's not an option. It's not an option. Uh, and he wouldn't have to be for a while anyway in Indianapolis. Uh, I think that would be a really good move. Although I understand that interdivision trades are a lot easier said than done. Sometimes they don't happen as much. Uh, I don't know. That's just kind of was my first thought. Uh, everyone else, I don't know, quarterbacks wise. I mean, there's options out there, but I, I really like Minshew. I know you do too. Mm-hmm. And I think he'd look good in the white and blue. And I think he'd, uh, I think he'd be pretty solid for the Colts uh, while they need him. I think putting Minshew behind that O-line, especially he's shown that he can make some really good passes and some really tight windows. And I think putting him behind that O-line where he gets that time, maybe doesn't have to play off his back foot so often, uh, isn't under as much pressure. I think he could do some real damage. <clears throat> Yeah. The other one people are saying now is apparently Nick Foles wants out of uh, Chicago. Oh, my goodness. If Nick Foles came in and replaced Carson Wentz in Indy, <laughs> the stories, man, the, the storylines. Oh, my good. that I mean, I'm all for it. I really like Nick Foles. I've always liked him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, one of those two guys, I mean, I guess I could see it either way. But I just th- I think the Colts have to make a play for somebody. You don't want to. You don't want to ride with your backup for a couple reasons, I think. First, no, off, and I mean the Colts have had to do that in the past too. Yeah, they should know better than most uh, why that's probably not option A or yeah, option A here. I think because I mean they rode they rode the Jacoby Brissett train for a while, and Jacoby Brissett's a really good backup. Let's not mm-hmm, get anything mm-hmm. misconstrued here, but I, I think too, just talking about the talent that's on the Colts offensive line, you want that talent to go towards something productive. You want to have a starting caliber quarterback behind that line. So I don't know my votes Minshew, but Nick Foles would be cool too. Uh, I just think the Colts need to get somebody, Uh, but you know, preseason's right around the corner here. We will see what this backup is made of. I feel bad. I don't even know who it is. Honestly, I can't remember his name to be honest. Yeah, but we got preseason coming up, so, you know, he'll get some snaps, not necessarily quote-unquote meaningful snaps, but uh, they they might see what they have at depth at quarterback here in the next few weeks. Yeah, um, but I won't be surprised if we hear a deal being made. I wouldn't either, and I think that's what needs to happen, so – uh, you know, some, some trouble might be a brewing in Indianapolis. I still think that I still think they're okay right now, depending on what they do. I don't mean this isn't like a death sentence for their season, but uh, it, it makes things a little interesting here as we get ramped up to get going. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's a death sentence, but by no means can Indianapolis, I think, waste this season. Yeah, I mean, and you've heard the talks too about, you know, Philip Rivers said he, he's not closing the door on the idea of coming out of and playing again for the Colts. So who knows what that means, uh, but... <laughs> oh, fine, you really twisted my arm. <laughs> right, right. Maybe he got sick of being at home with the with the 11 kids or whatever it is. His He got home and his wife's like, it's your turn to babysit. And, and he's, he's like, maybe, he's, maybe I want to go back and play football. He, he thought about it. He's like, you know, the Colts really they kept me upright pretty good last season. You know, I, I got another year or two left in the old arm. Maybe that's what he was thinking. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what Indy does, but I think they have to do something. So without yep, hopefully hopefully they're not like uh mollified in the face of a choice yeah yeah so without further ado uh if you'll allow me i know you're actually the teacher here of the two of us but i would like to be your teacher for the next little bit of the show yeah teach me jared so we had kind of had this plan that we were going to talk about the cfl at some point before it got going well it gets going this Thursday, August 5th. So we mu- we better talk about it now. Uh, and I know you don't know a ton about the CFL, and I wouldn't say I'm an expert either, but I would like to teach you a little bit about the CFL and what makes it quite different than the uh, good old NFL. All right. I'd, I'd love to hear it. I know the first difference is they have a C instead of an N. That, in is, acronym. that is a big one right there. You're going to notice that across fields, and equipment all over the CFL, there will be uh, all C's, no N's. But the CFL is fun, and I'm hoping, I mean, I'm going to get into it this season. I'm hoping you do too. Uh, We talked about them a few weeks ago. There's nine teams in the league, so not nearly as many as the NFL. See if I can reel them off here off the top of my head. You've got the BC Lions. You've got the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the Edmonton Elks, as they are known now. They used to be the Eskimos up until this offseason, actually. Uh, you've got the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who right now, I'm going to say it, they're going to win the Grey Cup. I love them. Let's go, boys. Uh, right. Then we've got the Montreal Alouettes, the Toronto Argonauts, the... Calgary Stampeders, and I feel like I'm missing somebody, but off the top of my head, I'm blanking, so I'm sure it'll come to me in just a minute. So anyway, nine teams instead of 32, though. Uh, teams play each other a lot more often uh, than in the NFL. It almost feels like a fantasy schedule, you know, or at least the way we do it with 10 teams in our league. Mm-hmm. So the major rule differences, there's five that come to mind. The big one is there's no four downs. You have three downs to pick up a first down. So you'll see teams punting on third down a lot. So that's kind of wild. That's something to get used to. Uh, Then there's a motion rule. So you know how in the NFL and American football, you can only have one guy on the offense on the line in motion at a time, right? Yeah. So in in the CFL, you can have multiple. As long as it's after the referee places the ball, uh, you can have guys moving 
forward, backward, laterally, and it can be more than one. So it kind of makes for some interesting looks. It keeps defenses, I think, probably really confused. But so you have the motion rule. Then here's another really big one. Uh, there's no fair catches in the CFL. Ooh. Yeah, no, punts have to be returned. But returners get a five-yard, they call it a halo. So, like, you have to – if you're a gunner or a defender, you can't just light them up, like, instantly as they catch them. Yeah, like, I was going to say, that, that'd be brutal. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, at that point, you might as well just take away the helmets, too, if we're not really going to care about safety that much. But yeah, so you have to return punts. And then here's here's a scoring rule difference. It's called singles. I think that's what they call it. Uh, if a team can't return a kicked ball out of their end zone, uh, whether it be on a touch, like a kick or a punch or whatever, even on a field goal, uh, if they can't get it out of the end zone, a single point is actually awarded to the kicking team. So you can score one point in Canadian hmm. football. You can't, can't do it down here in America, but uh yeah so those i guess i i know i said five but i actually think those are just the four huge differences uh oh no there is five my bad uh tw 12 guys on the field instead of 11 at once i knew oh. i was missing something yeah so you got more guys out there too uh i don't know did you ever watch arena football like back when it was big um i've watched some not not a lot so it kind of like watching a CFL game, at least to me, feels a lot like watching arena football where like it looks like football and it definitely has a lot of elements of football, but it feels like, you know, a lot of backyard stuff. Like, of course, they run up plays and actually draw out schemes and stuff, but it's definitely it's like football adjacent or at least what we're used to. It's a lot more kind, kind of its own deal. Definitely. It's a lot more fun. And actually in the CFL too, uh, the dimensions of the field are a little different. Uh, it's 110 yard field up there. So midfield is actually the 55 yard line. Hmm. Uh, it takes some getting used to just seeing it visually, but uh, that is all the major ones that I know about. Uh, but I, I, maybe it's just cause I'm so football starved, but I just, I'm excited to get into the CFL this year. Uh, I really got into watching like highlights and reruns of games of the CFL back when COVID had sports completely shut down and I was extremely sports starved. Uh, and I kind of got hooked, not going to lie. So uh, I think you need to also, I think you need to pick a team and uh, you know, with the way you pick teams, your team might win the great cup here. <laughs> what do you mean how I pick teams? I don't know. What is that implying? That's imp I'm not saying you're a bandwagoner. I'm just saying your teams have been really successful lately. I know you picked them well before they were successful. Hmm. But I don't know. I mean, just the luck you're having as a sports fan right now. Sure. I see where this is going. So just kidding. The, the cool thing about the CFL, too, is there's going to be guys uh, that we recognize – uh, Paxton Lynch, for one, he's in the CFL right now. I believe he's with Saskatchewan, if I'm correct. I'm not Paxton Lynch. Oh my word, that's a name I haven't heard in a minute or two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's going to be guys you recognize maybe from the XFL too that weren't quite good enough to make it into the NFL that we'll see up there 
playing Canadian football this fall. Uh, but that's what makes it fun too. One of our former Montana State Bobcats, who is now in the NFL, Alex Singleton with the Eagles, used to be with the Stampeders, and he really made a name for himself up there in Calgary. He was one of like a he's like a fan favorite. I think he might have even won like the league's defensive MVP one year. Like he he was really good. So it's cool to see guys whose names you might recognize. Uh, still playing football and this is still a professional league. I mean, they still get paid to play, not nearly the amount of money that NFLers get, but uh, it's still pro football. And these are still very talented players. Like these guys can ball out. Like it's not yeah. like they're boring games. I mean, some of them are, but you get that everywhere, but I mean, there's yeah, but you have boring NFL games too. Exactly. So this is good football. Like I, I'm excited for it. I'm excited, but I'm excited for the NFL preseason. I'm just excited for football, man. I'm just, I'm glad it's here. It's practically here. Uh, in fact, the hall of fame game Thursday night, the night this airs goes down mm-hmm. between the Steelers and the Cowboys. Who are you taking in that? I'm going to take the Steelers. So I don't, I haven't really, are they playing starters or are they playing backups? Do you know? Starters might play for like a series, but it'll be mostly backups. And okay. I'm pretty sure actually the Steelers not, might not be playing like Ben at all, because I'm pretty sure Mike Tomlin said that Mason Rudolph is going to be their starter on Thursday night. Oh, in that case, I'm taking the Cowboys. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. That's because Dallas has, if we're just talking quarterbacks, Ben DiNucci, right? Yeah, and Ben DiNucci, he he did all right. Yeah, he he he, got he to, did all right. He got to. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I I mean, I I'm just picking Steelers, but I really don't have a reason for that. It's so hard to pick preseason games. Like, that's. I think. Uh, yeah. It is hard to pick preseason games because there's a lot of guys on there too that are that are just trying to make a roster at this point too. Definitely, like that's the preseason, and it's cut down to three weeks this year instead of four. Um, but it's it's a tryout, really, is what it is. Yeah, you know the guys who like your starters and stuff. Like I said, they might see the field a little bit. Uh, they'll see it more. Normally, it would have been when they had the four game preseason schedule game three is usually where the starters got to play maybe like a whole half just to get yeah like a dress rehearsal but i don't know what they're going to do this year since there's only three games and maybe that second game but yeah it's really going to showcase the backups uh and these undrafted guys and these guys who are trying to walk on and stuff like yeah exciting year it's time of year to see who makes a name for themselves who can get on a roster uh, because yeah, I mean, the regular season is about a month away and they're going to have to have rosters cut down to 53 here pretty soon. Yeah. And man, preseason is kind of whack too. Cause I remember a couple of years ago, pre COVID where there are several teams that like didn't even play starters at all, basically. Yeah. And we saw pretty quick into the season that that was a bad idea. Yeah. Those teams pretty universally suffered. Yeah. No, the preseason is important for not only for coaches to see who's going to be their guys, but it's important for the players, even the starters to 
get a little feel of it before they start the season and not just drop them in cold turkey week one. Yeah, because the I remember that was uh, Baker's second year, and he really regressed. And I still kind of attribute that, that he didn't get as much time as he did when he was a rookie in preseason to kind of get a feel as a team. And I think they've, they've learned from that because I know earlier this summer that Baker – and like the entire receiving court all got together and went down to Texas and had their own like practice before, uh, before like practice for the practice for the team actually started. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I've always been a proponent of starters playing at least a little bit the preseason. Um, I get the thinking behind, you know, not playing them a ton. Of course, you don't want to injure them in a game that doesn't really matter. But it's... But but you need your starters to already be, like, warmed up and, like, being ready to play with each other. Um, I mean, it's no different than stretching before a single game. Like, you don't just run out there uh, after sitting down for five hours and, you know, like, obviously, yeah, you want them to ease into it a little bit well it's it's even important for conditioning because there's no better conditioning for the game than actually playing the game exactly like practice is one thing and even if they're games that don't count towards your record it's still a game like you still have the clock and you have the opponent and all the elements of a game so it's really important and that part of it's super important for the new guys to like get used to what the nfl is like as compared to college like the speed's different the hits are different like it's it's the top tier for a reason so that it's important in that aspect too uh and you know i i always like really get into the hall of fame game and like week one of the preseason just because i haven't had football for so long and then by the end of like week three of the preseason i'm like all right let's let's get some actual games going here <laughs> Yeah, but I'm going to tune in probably to the entire Dallas Pittsburgh game. Uh, And I never really root for either of those teams, but I'm just going to be so happy to watch a football game. Yeah, it's going to be nice. It's been too long. Yeah, it's been way. Hopefully next year we'll have the XFL or something. Well, the USFL too is supposedly going to be back in 2022. So yeah some other football to get us through the summer. And that's the other thing about Canadian football. The CFL normally runs through the summer. So that yeah. would normally be kind of like your, uh, your proxy, if you will. But COVID has pushed them to start here in August, just kind of similar to everything else. So yeah, but I'm with you, man. I want year round football in some capacity. Soon, hopefully. Soon, Soon. hopefully, we will be in that glorious future. That's the dream. Uh, This week's episode is going to be a little bit shorter just because, uh, you know, that's, I think, just how it's going to turn out to be, it feels like. But we do have to do shout outs still. So, do you have one cocked and loaded, or do I need? I I will let you go first, sir. Okay. Uh, I'm going to shout out probably a lot of people's sports shout out this week is Simone Biles our gymnast in the Olympics for the U S you know, there was all that controversy about her and there really shouldn't have been controversy about it. Opting out of some events over there uh, for personal reasons. uh, And 
she came back to the beam balance event and she took the bronze medal home, which I thought was really cool, a really cool way for her to wrap up her Olympic campaign over there in Tokyo. So shout out to her. And I, I, I think she just served as a very good reminder that athletes, no matter what level they perform at are human beings and should be treated as such. And they are allowed to have personal issues to deal with just like you or I. So shout out to her this week. I kind of thought that was your shout out. Um, which is why I let you go first. Cause that was going to be my shout out. Gotcha. You put it so much more eloquently than I do. Did I really, it didn't feel very yes. eloquent. Okay. No, that's, I, I agree. And not to pair it too much, but yeah. Uh, shout out to Simone Biles. Uh, you made America proud. And yeah, I agree. There should have been no controversy, you know, just let people live, man. Exactly. Like, and then I don't remember who it was, but you had like the one, another Olympian from, I don't remember where, and I don't remember what sport he played, but he, he's talking about how, like, you know, he's like, as a athlete at this level, like you just need to learn to like deal with this and like mentally blah, blah, blah. Like this is what comes into the territory and all that. And then like a day later he lost something or whatever and just threw a ginormous hissy fit just had a meltdown so it was like really guy like that's that's kind of hypocritical <laughs> yeah that's man i i kind of talked about it before too but the more i i watch the olympics unfold the i continue to love the the human the athlete side of it you know the peak competitive or like the peak performance, the, like the absolute peak of humanity and like all these personal stories, like there was the guys that chose to have a cold gold medal. There was, there's, there's been so many good stories, you know, like I shouted out the, uh, the weightlifter a few weeks ago that won her country's first gold medal. Yeah. There's, there's so many good stories. And then there's just the other half of it, which is just, vile and toxic exactly yeah miserable and unfortunately it's something we're always going to see in sports i think it's going to bring out the best and sometimes the worst in people but uh, i don't think that uh, simone biles really cares what what's his name who i can't even remember has to say so yeah um on on a lighter note did you see um and i can't remember his name the the pitchers the pitcher during the nationals game had a little little helper the other night oh i may have but i don't remember what this is in reference to exactly (laughs) he had a praying mantis on his hat yeah he was an outfielder oh outfielder guy not pitcher excuse me yeah 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 it was like on his hat i did see that but i i keep seeing the gif uh roll up where he's signaling out like there, there's one out to his teammates and he signals it to the the praying mantis on his hat too it made me smile how does that happen like how does it i guess it just landed on his hat or did he like find it in the outfield and like i i, I don't know pick it up I and honestly... put it on the bill of his hat because hey i just remember little league days uh being in the outfield it got boring out there you started to watch butterflies and like count the clouds and 
maybe he just found him on the ground and scooped him up, put him on his hat. So he wasn't so lonely out there in center field. Yeah. I, I saw one comment on it is like, yeah, he's an outfielder. If they go days without human contact weeks, sometimes it's true. It's true. And especially the nationals this year, man, because if a ball's getting hit to the outfield by the opposition, it's just going over the fence on him this year. <laughs> yeah. But I did see that. So shout out to the praying mantis at Nationals Park, too. Yep. Yep. The good old praying mantis. Maybe that's what they should change their name to. The praying manti. Maybe that's what the Washington football team should change theirs to you know they're washington mantises the the mantises i don't even want to know how the graphic design team would attempt to tackle that logo but hey what is a group of mantises called is it a is it a herd uh i doubt it's a herd a scuttle a scuttle i will look it up right now sir because as the earthworms are a clue a group of bobcats is a clouder uh I don't, I'm not seeing anything. Here we go. It's called a, oh, it's a congregation. A congregation of praying mantises. Okay, yeah. The Expansion so, Buddies, where you learn about sports and bugs all in one episode. The Washington Congregation. Everybody thinks it's like a church congregation or like a congressional congregation. Yeah, like, a, mantises. like a political thing. Yeah. yeah. That would actually be a very clever play on words for them being in DC. Yeah. The Washington congregation. That sounds like it would like, that sounds to me like almost like a soccer name, like an MLS name. Cause you have teams yeah. in the MLS, like the Philadelphia union, you know, or the new England revolution. Uh, maybe, maybe DC United needs to change their name to the DC congregation. <laughs> Dang, that works too well it sounds and it's really like good. a mantis in a in a top hat or not a yeah. top hat but like an abraham lincoln hat kicking a soccer ball around yeah yeah i'd man. watch that uh, yeah they might just have a new fan in me if that was the case <laughs> uh if that happens i will be i will wholeheartedly support them if the, if that happens go buy a lottery ticket yeah or, you know if that happens, we need to request whatever higher power that be that's listening to us retweet us a little more because clearly <laughs> they have a lot of say. Yeah, when you're looking at our tweets, the expansion BU1, you know, make sure you hit that that like and that retweet. Yeah. Only if you want to. Like, it really, it's fine. Yeah, we would appreciate it. We appreciate uh, all of you who tag along with us on Twitter and on Instagram. Now at the same handle, the expansion BU one, before we close up shop on this, do you have any call outs this week? Um, no, not that I haven't already mentioned before. I don't think I do either. Uh, I guess kind of the sec just because now there's reports talking about them wanting to add like Clemson and Florida state as well on top of the whole Oklahoma, Texas thing. And it's like, Oh boy, guys pump the brakes. Like, I don't want to get into it right now, but a, a little bit of a call out goes to commissioner Sankey in the sec. Let's, let's just relax a little bit down there, guys. You have Alabama. What more do you want? 
<laughs> but yeah, I don't really have a true call out this week either. Uh, nothing, I guess, super call out worthy in terms of sports, but with football starting back up, I bet we'll have some almost every week here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Someone's going to screw up. They always do. Always. Always. Uh, thank you to all of you who listen to us every week, who have been for over a year now. If you don't know, we did publish our uh, one-year anniversary episode last week. So we're att- would this be season two? Are we on season two of the Expansion Buddies now? I, I, I don't know. I think uh, we should hold off on that. I feel like if we're going to advance in seasons, we need to like make some sort of upgrade. I was going to say there really wasn't like a big season finale last episode. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. If we're going to advance the seasons, that's when we get on YouTube. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So we're still in season one. We're still in season one. Uh, But some of you we know have been listening from the beginning and we appreciate you. We appreciate you who've just started or whenever you started all 10 of our listeners who I think we're up to now. Uh, You know, actually our episode, what was it? Two, three weeks ago did really, really well. It it? almost hit like 30 and I don't know what was so special about it. But anyway, what do we even talk about a couple of weeks ago? uh, I think it was our episode that had to do oh the expansion draft with hockey oh okay yeah a lot of streams on that one so we appreciate each and every one of you who stream who listen uh wherever you listen from the can on a string google podcast spotify itunes wherever it may be we're glad you tune into us every week tune in next thursday we'll be there for you until then i've been jared that's been justin uh never forget buddy party like it's 1976.